Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the delicious podcast Extra Portion with me, Julie Smith. Now, as we head towards our big Ottolenghi interview in October, we're looking at the chefs making waves after leaving his kitchen and the changing face of Middle Eastern food. You can hear from his former head chef and co-writer, Ramael Scully, on episode 28 of the Delicious Podcast. But this week, we're with Josh Katz, whose London restaurants Berber and Q, The Grill and Shawarma Bar, celebrate his love of North African and Middle Eastern food. I asked him about travel, working with Ottolenghi, and his new book, Berber and Q, for a rather delicious kofta. We call it a cheeseburger kofta, which is just a sort of marrying of, of styles that we sort of like and, and follow, which is obviously we're rooted in sort of North African and Middle Eastern cuisine and, and techniques and flavours, but then we also, you know, my, my heritage is very much Western. I'm born and raised in London. I'm not from Morocco. I, don't, I, I didn't live in Israel. I just kind of love the food from that area. So I, I kind of take the, um, the influences that I have growing up in, in London and have a huge love for sort of American barbecue culture. I spend a lot of time going over to New York and LA and, and around um, being all over America, sort of exploring uh, American cuisine and American barbecue, uh, which I haven't, you know, it wasn't something that I cooked professionally. I cooked it, you know, I just did it in my spare time at home. I would enjoy cooking it. Um, so, you know, this place kind of brought together all of those influences and inspirations and sort of took aspects of Americana and, and American barbecue and then my love for the sort of ingredients and flavours and, and sort of some of the techniques that they use in, in Middle Eastern and, and North African cuisine or across the Levant and just sort of put it all yeah. together. So, so you've got some gherkins, I'm just thinking about America, Israel, all like that. You've, mm. got, you've got some gherkins, you've got some from red onions which you normally sort of associate with a burger but then you've got this and the dill yeah because it looks like something you pick up on the streets in Tel Aviv or something. well that's what we try and you know we try and do something that you know looks like but has subtle you know sort of nuances or differences that kind of make it our, our own tell me about how you have so much time to travel well, I've always sort of prioritized travel so I, I kind of working in the kitchen and, and as a chef is quite um you know, it's long hours, you give up a lot of your social life, you work on the weekend when everyone else is having fun. So I would always, um, after a couple of years, save up my pennies and then I would stop and, and take sort of six weeks, anything from six weeks. The, the longest I did was six months or wow. six weeks and I would just stop and, and sort of go overseas. Where'd you go? Uh, all over really. I've, I've, my parents, I mean, not necessarily always related to the cuisine that I cook, but I, I mean, I've spent a lot of time traveling in Israel and, and, and Turkey and Morocco, but the extended trips I took weren't necessarily I tend those tend to be what I do annually I go for sort of a week here or 10 days there the the sort of bigger trips like my parents are from South Africa so I have a love for southern well all of Africa but specifically southern Africa I took six months I bought myself a, 
a van, drove around South Africa and Namibia and Botswana, I did that. Um, I've been to Ecuador, I've been to Central America, I've been done a lot of travelling in my, t- in my time. Yeah. No, I think that the one thing that has changed food culture in Britain mm. is people like you who have just travelled. Mm. But it's not just about the food, it's about the whole way of eating, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, you know, I have a real, I mean, a lot of people love travel. I've, I've, I've always loved travel. It's always been kind of looked upon or frowned upon maybe by certain, you know, my parents or, or sort of me just going off and doing nothing, which there is a truth to it. But I, I honestly believe I've learned, you know, some of my greatest growth and, and periods of learning have come from, you know, periods spent overseas by myself, traveling, exploring foreign cultures, different um, meeting different people, you know, you, you learn all sorts of skills yeah. from sort of, you, you know, so I'm a big advocate of, of travel. I think, you know, on the one hand, I'm not going to, re, you know, refute the fact that you spend days not doing very much. But on the other hand, I think you just, by, as you say, by osmosis, you kind of um, learn some, some sort of stuff and some, uh, so, some skills. So I just, I, I love exploring uh, foreign culture and I find for me, you know, food and travel are very closely aligned. They're sort of, you know, the... the for me anyway obviously because I love food but I, I get underneath the skin of a culture by exploring its food and, and it's um, so that's how I you know if I go away I'm not I'm not somebody who necessarily spends hours trawling through all the different museums or, or palaces I'm, I'm going from street food to market to you know that's how I love learn that's to love a place and that's how yeah, I am totally. so so that's you know that's why I do what you know that's why I, I, I cook and I enjoy food so much yeah. So you're another of the chefs who's who's emerged from Ottolenghi's kitchen. Mm. I saw Scully last week. Oh right, yeah. Um, in five years' time, well, he's got Malaysian background. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Have you eaten in his oh, restaurant? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean he did again the same. Just oh, right, okay. Yeah, you know, it's really lovely. Yeah, Scully um, is just such an unbelievable chef. <laughs> yeah, but also just one of the most passionate people that I, you know, it's like he lives and breathes and mm. he does all these crazy things because. Uh, just because he wants to find out what happens, <laughs> if he like if that? he cures something for three and a half months, you know what does it take? He's just he's got an inquisitive mind when it comes to food. So. And were you all yeah. allowed to do that in in Ossolandi's kitchen? Um, it was a great kitchen. You know, I loved my time there. Uh, I'd be wrong to say we were all, you know, doing what Scully was allowed to to do there. You had to work your way and and get to that position to do that. You know, so there's all different levels of of people. Uh, who were tasked with different responsibilities, you know, and I, but in terms of, you know, I, I started there, I was relatively inexperienced uh, as a chef at that stage, you know, and I, um, I was being invited to the sort of the kitchen meetings where we would discuss the menus for the next season, and, you know, we'd go to Yotam's house and all, you know, so it was a, a which really sort of built a great sort of team atmosphere and a team you know they, they did that they did a lot of things brilliantly but that was one that to, to sort of generate a family spirit amongst the whole team uh, and you know instill that sense of passion in you by making you part of the creative process and so I, I took a lot of things from my, my time there but that was certainly one of them yeah, yeah it's mm. properly nourishing people isn't yeah it? nourishing people and giving them you know treating them with respect you know yeah. that's a, you know I can say hand on heart that in my time in Ottolenghi that you would treated with respect uh, at all times you know it was a, so it nourished you in terms of the food that you were cooking in terms of they asked for your creative contributions if you were so willing and passionate and it nourished you because they looked after you and treated you well Fantastic. and so those are the kind of you know 
the, the, the premise to keeping happy staff. And so they have a lot of people who are, I mean, I was there nine or 10 years ago, I think. I still, I just went into the shop in Islington two days ago and there was somebody who was there from when I was there. You know, there's, they keep a lot of staff and that, you know, is a testament to how they run, they run the place. Yeah. So so now you've kind of made it, you, yeah, and you've been but, pretty sort of on it, haven't you? I mean, you, you were single-minded about what you wanted. You wrote to all the best restaurants in, in London saying, give me a job. I did, yeah. I mean, funny enough, that was my dad's advice, which I kind of like scoffed at at the time. It's typical dad advice, isn't it? <laughs> Why don't you write a letter to all the chefs? Uh, and, you know, so I did. I didn't think any of them would reply. Uh, but four out of the five came back to me and, wow. and sort of, Do you yeah. Know what you said? I just wrote them a letter saying that I'm, you know, I'm, I think I was, I was 26 at the time. And so it was a little bit later. It wasn't like I got into a kitchen at 16 and I said, you know, just looking for some advice as to the best way to get into this and to ask some questions about, you know, find out whether it's for me. Because um, I was changing career. You know, I, now I look back, 26 isn't that late to change career. I think about it now, you know, maybe changing in your 40s. That, but at the time I was thinking 26, I'm late to change career, you know. It's, um, so, but, but four of them came back to me, yeah, and invited me That's either amazing. in for a, a chat, that, you know, Chris and Jeff Galvin invited me in for a week's trial, uh, and that's how it started, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. well done. Mm. So tell me about the book. Uh, the book um, came about, uh, I've always wanted to write a cookbook, <laughs> so I've been trying to, it's just always, I, I have a love for cookbooks, I think a lot of people do, but I have a What's your favourite? Um, it depends on, um, I'm loving the Jelena cookbook at the moment, I don't know if you know that one, I, I love, it's a restaurant in LA, uh, which I absolutely love, um, just an amazing restaurant, and their cookbook is beautiful, um, I love a cookbook called Smoke, I obviously love lots of Yotam's books, Jerusalem I think is a beautiful book, amazing. I was looking at a book this morning actually, which is not really my style of cookery, but I use it, it's, it's like sort of a lot of this Scandinavian cookery, which is quite refined and using all sorts of techniques, but I just find it very interesting the way people think about food and some of the stuff they come up with to do, and I, you know, I can learn a lot from, you know, my style of cookery is very different, but you know, I learn a lot from reading those books. Um, so what is it about a, a, a particularly, why did you want to write a cookbook? Um, I can understand why you want to open a restaurant. Mm. I understand why you want to open two restaurants mm. and do different things and bring all those ideas together. What is it about uh, writing it down in some way? Did you want mm. to put your philosophy into it or did you just want to put your recipes out there into a wider uh, world? Um, I think it's a combination of, of all of it. I mean, a book is a creative expression. It's in paper. It's, you know, here we make a plate of food, which is a creative outlet, but it gets eaten and it gets digested and it comes out somewhere else. But, um, you know, a book is, it is, for me, it's like a piece of art. It's, it's there, it's in print, and it doesn't go anywhere. So it's, um, you know, and I, I love the photography days. I love the styling. I love, you know, the, the sort of mapping out the whole book and the, you know, because a lot of a lot of the books that I I always have this dilemma with my books because if I use them they tend to get trashed you know if I'm using them in the kitchen I just can't keep them clean but some of them I just really want to just preserve um, and just because they're like a work of art some of them I, I find them you know um, beautiful to look at um, 
And I, I particularly like, you know, some books that are transportative. They take you away to another place or another time. Does yours? Like a, in, in, in truth, not as much, maybe, as I, I... Look, I think you have to be realistic when you're writing your first book. You know, you can't sort of travel the world to showcasing all... You know, there's a reality. This book was about this restaurant and about what we do here and about the people and the, the sort of atmosphere of the place, and it was just trying to convey that. Um, so there is a small section on my sort of... My, my love for travel, but um, I think... You know, hopefully, if we can sell some copies of this book and, and we can do a book later down the line, I'd like to do one that you know really um, is sort of evocative or transportative or takes you to the kind of markets and the side streets that I spend a lot of time exploring because I, I you know, I, I kind of that's where I really feel alive is when I'm you know eating down some cobbled street in Istanbul and, and you find discover some place that's grilling perfect lamb chops and to try and get that captured and put into a book and you know that that that, that would be what I'd like to do next time I come out but first I'm going to take a little break because it's quite a lot of work writing a book didn't realise it was quite as I mean I knew it would be hard work but it was really you know a lot of a lot of work thanks for listening to the delicious podcast extra portion do make sure you subscribe by finding the delicious podcast on your podcast app and clicking subscribe you can rate and review while you're there and I'll be back next week with more stories about food and drink from the world of delicious magazine See you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 